1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify.
0: Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me Hannah McIntyre and I want to start today by just saying sorry it's been such a long time since I recorded an episode. Having the children at home even though they're teenage now and I barely see them and having uh, people doing work on our house has combined to make it a lengthy period of time before I could actually get free enough to be able to do a podcast. But also for me I've been going through a massive shifting changing energy Um, and it's been a really interesting time so um, in the way that we work when we work with the spirit world and there's things about ourselves that they want us to recognize and understand um, I've had some things that I needed to recognize and understand about my work for and with the spirit world And um, it started in a number of ways. So this is the way things unfold for me. First of all, I did my first in-person demonstration that was me on my own and the first one um, since lockdown. So it was my first one ever where I didn't have the support blanket of my friend where we would do 45 minutes each. This was my first one ever doing a whole hour and a half demonstration with all the pressure on me and the day of it I went for a facial and I, I love my facial lady and um, she was making me laugh though because she was rubbing my face and I was trying to relax and she was going so what who's there for you if it goes wrong and i said well no one if it goes wrong it's on me and she said well what's your backup plan and i said well there isn't one because if it goes wrong for me that's the whole night finished and she went well what will you do if it goes wrong and i was like ah i don't want to talk about this anymore uh, so i was a bit triggered a bit sort of nervous and and well petrified a bit nervous doesn't cover it um and i know that that was her working with the spirit world. there they were trying to trigger me they were trying to get me into this state and then I got to the hall and all the people started arriving and it was just such a lovely hall and such a lovely space and um my lovely friend Amanda had organized it and really nice people there and I sat at the back and I went to sort of just take a moment and as I took that breath to just settle I had the worst fight or flight I have ever had. And I was pretty much convinced that I should run out the door, that I should refund everybody and just give up. That's how petrified I was and never, ever do it again. And, um, what I did instead was I fought that urge and I had to fight it hard. I was sat next to the fire exit. I was like, I could be gone and halfway home before anyone notices I'm missing. Um but I did it, and it was a great demonstration, and there were some great spirit links and some really brilliant evidence that they brought in. And it was just, it was just great. And I was so pleased. And I did manage to hold my power for the amount of time that I wanted to. And I did manage to do good work. And I am hypercritical of my own mediumship. So if I say I did good work, (laughs) that's a massive thing for me. And that sort of pushed me through. Again, you know, I know that I've said this to so many of you, but we all think that the spirit world will take away our fear when we're ready to work. They don't, they don't take away your fear. You have to feel the fear and do it anyway. So that was a massive thing for me, uh, overcoming that, pushing through that huge amount of worry and anxiety about that. So that was the first thing that just sort of started this change and this shift in me. And then somebody said to me, well, it's all right for you, you're really lucky With the way the spirit world have got your business out there and everybody seeing you. And if you are the person that said that to me, uh, no shade, that's fine. Um, I'm not upset about it, but God did that trigger me. Good God did that trigger me. And that was a really interesting trigger because I had to look at why I was so incensed uh, that somebody would say that to me. And I realized it's because it's that ultimate disempowerment coming back in again, isn't it? Now, yes, I am lucky. I'm incredibly blessed. I do for a living what I would choose to do for fun in my spare time. But that has come at a cost to me. I've had to work incredibly hard on myself because There is nothing like mediumship for exposing all the parts of you that you try and hide from. So I've done 10 years of self-work, self-reflection. I've been treated like poop by people um, in in the way that the spirit world will send triggers to help you to grow. I have had to face my demons. I've had to learn to look myself in the eye and send myself love. I've had to learn to work when I've been tired, when I've been unwell, when my children have been unwell. I've had to prioritize this over anything else. And I have made that choice, and I have made that choice many, many, many times. In the first circle that I sat in with the incredible Jill, um, that, she gave me, she gifted me my Reiki masters, my Azui Reiki masters Um, and she said at the time it was because I'd been so committed to my work for the spirit world and I didn't really understand what she meant but I do now because I turned up every single session without fail. I was working 70 hour weeks cooking, I had a toddler, I was a child of four-year-old and a toddler I was exhausted Um, my body hurt all the time from all of the stuff I was carrying around in my cooking job Um, we were really struggling financially but I still turned up every single time without fail because that was the commitment I had made to the spirit world and I didn't understand that that was anything special but that has continued and they wanted me to acknowledge that about myself. So the spirit world sent lots of triggers for me to acknowledge that because it was a really important part of my development that I acknowledged that I created this. So I'm the one that does the podcasts, so I'm the one that does the free lives, I'm the one that does the posts, so I'm the one that pushes through, I'm the one that, you know could sit down and have a rest, but doesn't and carries on working and carries on pushing through. And that's how this was created. Yes, the spirit world brought people to me, but I'm the one that took those opportunities. And my husband and I were having a chat the other day about something. And I said, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, I made a commitment to you. And he said, a commitment to me. And I said, yeah, we're married. I've made a commitment to you. And he went, no, 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 no. Your commitment is not to me. Your commitment is to your work. And I thought, actually, that's very, very true. Um, Although it's not a conscious, I don't go, oh, I'm going to disregard Alex and go do what I want to do. I do choose my work over my family again and again and again. And I think what the spirit world have been trying to get me to do is get to a place where I actually finally accept that this is a calling for me that this is part of what I was here to do Um, and I'm not just lucky and I didn't just fall into it and it's not just something I love and I'm lucky enough to be here but actually that there is a higher purpose, there is a power guiding me, I am doing important work and that might sound ridiculous to you listening to it but it's interesting isn't it what the stories we weave Uh, the way that we think, the patterns we create. And that one for me, I hadn't really realized I wasn't acknowledging it until I acknowledged it. I hope this makes sense. I feel so out of practice doing these podcasts, like I'm just chatting away to myself and ejecting my brain. (laughs) But that is, that's what's happened. And in pushing through that and accepting that there is a purpose here, accepting that I'm not just doing it because I love it, but actually that the spirit world wants me to be doing it and it is helping and it it is changing things for people. In that, um, my mediumships improved and I had a very difficult demonstration with a really tough audience a couple of weeks ago where all the spirit links were taken, but it was like wading through a quagmire to get them taken. And I was um, really having to, you know, fight to get them taken um and I had to really dig my heels in and it showed to me how much I've changed because the old me would have thought I was getting it wrong and given up but the new me kept on going because I knew those spirits were there for somebody in that room and I knew that those spirit links needed to be taken and those spirits deserve to be honoured so um Still progressing, that's what I want to say to you all. Um, part of the reason that I've been AWOL is because I've been processing and progressing, integrating my lessons and moving through into another stage, and that's how mediumship is. That's kind of why I love it because you're never done, you're never finished, you're never complete. There's always more you can get, there's always more you can go for, there's always further stretches and reaches you can achieve and that's fantastic I think I don't ever want to be done I like having targets I like working more and more and more and seeing those things coming into fruition so that's me at the moment and the reason why I share these things is because so many of you when you I speak to you say to me Uh, I'm not ready I don't really feel like the spirit world are there and I say well I don't feel like the spirit world are there I can't feel them I just do it and hope and somehow it works and that's marvelous and people say to me oh I I don't think I'm good enough to work for the spirit world and I say well they're just here they're with you already why would you think you're not good enough they're around us all and I just wanted you all to know really that I don't think I'm good enough either. (laughs) And I'm still hoping for that big presence. I've asked spirit if I could actually see them in the physical and I'm still, I've seen some lights and some ready brick glows and things like that, but I would really love to, to see spirit, but it's not happening at the moment. So we're always thinking we're not good enough or we're not right, or we shouldn't be doing this and it becomes something we have to undo and I do think that mediumship and the spiritual development journey is actually about undoing it's not about uh, creating it's about undoing everything that gets in the way and I saw another medium I can't remember their name now but on Instagram uh, saying something exactly to this effect the other day of I got to this standard by working really 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 hard don't forget that it wasn't just gifted to me And it is so important um, to to understand that I have worked so hard to get to the standard of mediumship I'm at. And I still continue to work that hard because it's everything to me. Anyway, I hope that was interesting and you haven't all fallen asleep. I've now got some listener questions. Some of them have been waiting a long time Uh, and apologies for that, but um, I've been double busy. So um, the first thing I want to say is, um, Cassidy, who I spoke to in the last podcast, um, she wants to know if I think humans have the capability of not having souls. Uh, I've heard the reference reptile. I try not to feed into fear, but it is quite eerie. Um, I don't believe that, no. I think that um, the human race is not the only race. I do believe if anyone's interested that there are other races here on Earth, Um, but then what race is a soul? How do we quantify that? Um, I think we're all aliens. (laughs) I do. I think we're all aliens and we're all here in these human flesh bodies. But our souls are actually multidimensional, interdimensional, intergalactic light beings. So they're not limited by anything. But um, I do believe that all humans have souls, but we can lose connection to our soul. And that's what happens when people behave abominably. Um, I remember I may have said this on the podcast before and apologies if I had. But I remember going to see uh, the amazing Gordon Smith in London and uh, someone put their hand up because he was talking about heaven and souls and said, so you're saying we all go to the same place? And he said, yes. And they went, well, not everyone. And he went, yes, everyone. And they went, what about Hitler? And he went, yes, even Hitler. Um, I'll never forget that. It was it was so funny the way he did it. But I mean, that's it. We, we might lose con- disconnect from our souls, but our souls are still there and still trying to guide us and still trying to be heard. So I hope that helps. I'm not really sure what I think about the reptiles. I have to say, Uh, I haven't done a huge amount of research into it. Um, I think it's, (sighs) well, I don't believe in demons or negative entities or things like that. I just believe in humans getting it wrong, disconnecting being, I think the only thing you need to fear is human beings. So, um. In that sense, I think we're all quite reptilian. We can all be incredibly cold and selfish. Um, And I think different people, depending on their upbringing and their outlook are also cold-blooded and selfish, but that doesn't mean they don't have a soul. But I know David Icke would come and kick me for that. So um, I don't know. I don't feel like I've done enough research to really talk about the reptilian. But it's it's fascinating. I just don't buy into fear. Anything that makes me uncomfortable, in that I I turn into the light and I connect to the angels and the spirit guides and my loved ones, and I don't feel afraid. So the next person who messaged me is Eleanor. Hello, Eleanor. Eleanor has written. As a person who's pretty new at this and primarily connects through clairsentience, which is just knowing, you just know things. I find interacting with loved ones and earthbound spirits quite physically interactive and demanding on my body. After a session with spirit, I feel guided to eat something like junk food and settle back into my body. Do you have similar experiences? I want to try and keep my diet clean so I can be clear in my connections with spirit. Do you have any recommendations for what my body is looking for that is a bit healthier than junk food? Um, Eleanor, this is me with energy work all over. I call it the munchies, and I'd love to tell you that I eat clean food, but what I do is eat a spoonful of Nutella. So I'm not the person to ask, I'm afraid. Um, Yeah, I hear you. It makes it gets me like that, too. Angelic Reiki gets me like that. When I heal people, I come out of that and I am Hank Marvin, just absolutely starving. And I will eat whatever is around me. And I've got a really bad sweet tooth. So much to the disgust of everyone in my family. I do just eat Nutella straight out of the jar. Um, You probably better find a healthier spiritual mentor, mentor, Eleanor. Okay, Um, I've had different opinions on whether to interact with loved ones directly or to communicate through spirit guides. What is your experience of the two? Do you know any more ways? Right, so. Why wouldn't you connect to your loved ones? They're around you. I often call in my loved ones in the spirit world to bring me that love and that feeling that they're around because I miss them, because I love them. That said, I don't ask my loved ones in spirit for guidance. And I don't ask my loved ones in spirit for evidence because they can't give you evidence. I because you know them there has to be that slightly removedness, So I don't think it's possible really to do like a evidential connection with your own loved ones because your own need will get in the way. But I still call them in to bring me love, bring me support. Uh, My grandmother, my Nana, um, she used to do amateur dramatics and stuff and she loved to hold court. So I often call her in for her energy and her presence when I'm about to demonstrate, just makes me feel safer. With spirit guides, um, obviously I work with spirit guides all the time, Um, so they're the main ones that I turn to for advice, for guidance, for help with my healing, for what I should be doing next. They're the ones that I ask for help when I'm doing this podcast, they're the ones I ask for help when I'm doing readings. So I hope that makes sense. Now, here's where I might trigger you a little bit, Eleanor. Um, What first drew me to mediumship is having experiences of lost souls trying to use me as a portal to go back in the light. Um, I don't believe that there are lost souls, Eleanor, but I will tell you that this is how I started too. I think what you can feel is disharmonious energy. It's not a lost soul. So it's like an echo of a person that has been left behind from their pain or their anguish or their sadness but I don't believe that souls can get lost. And I'm sure if you would have been doing soul retrieval work, you will know that soul retrieval work essentially is calling in angels and the spirit world to create a space to welcome those energies back into the light. Well, why do they need us? That's my question. That was the question that started it all off. If, if somebody is a lost soul, i used to do soul retrieval work if somebody is a lost soul and we are calling in the angels to rescue that lost soul and the angels are wiser more connected more seeing than us as humans why do they need us and here's your answer of course they don't of course they don't so um i think what we are doing is actually healing. We're clearing the echoes of those people left behind, but the souls themselves are not lost. And I honestly believe that um, it's just open. It's like a permanently open door between us and heaven. And your loved ones in spirit are here around you right now. They don't, and they're also simultaneously in heaven. And then when you have no connection left to the earth, you will be in heaven or you'll be reincarnated but your part of you will remain in heaven oh there's so much I can say about this but that's um my quick view on that um and please do message me Eleanor if you've got any more questions um and I might need to do a whole thing on it but really I don't believe that the intelligence of the spirit world means that souls will get stuck here just doesn't make sense to me. So sit on that and meditate on that for a little while. I mean, I can remember the first lost soul, inverted commas, that I ever did. And the feeling of love and the feeling of release as I sent them over was overwhelming. I was sobbing. And yet still i don't believe in that i believe i was just sending back their echo not them people don't get trapped here and souls don't get trapped here and even if they did there is nothing that us as humans would be able to do that an angel couldn't do um when i'm ready to break connection with the spirit world after a session i'm fine their spirits not ready to go which needed quite a bit of persuasion um Eleanor I'm going to be really direct to you and I hope you don't mind Um, but no they're not (laughs) they are not they are not not ready to go they are just always around so if you've been if I've been working with a loved one in spirit say I've got somebody's grandmother through and uh, this grandmother is stood beside me and then um, I do the spirit link and obviously the sitter is still there Um, and uh, the you know the energy's built up if I then go turn back to them I can still feel them there I can still say oh they're still here they're still here but they're not they've stepped back in their communication so it's just you um, maybe subconsciously seeking that connection it is the universal law when you are finished you are finished they have stepped back you don't need to worry about it they are gone I never have to be firm with the spirit world ever in that respect I mean. People who tell me they get woken up in the middle of the night. I don't get woken up in the middle of the night because I've told them not to bother me when I sleep, unless it's an emergency. I woke up once and there was a huge number of angels in my room. I mean, just huge. And I was like, Oh, hello. And they went, go back to sleep. And I went, okay. And I did, but I don't, they don't wake me up. I don't get messages or anything like that. I, um, they always respect my barriers and my boundaries. So, um, it's, inadvertently Eleanor you seeking rather than the spirit world, not leaving so if you know you're done just walk away you're done that's all you need to do okay so I hope that helps Eleanor and please do message me I hope that I've not really triggered you and you're, you're now hexing me um right now we've got uh Laurie Lee here hi Laurie and thank you so much for is it Laurie Lee or is it oh Laurelita Um, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. I'm so bad with stuff like this. When I do cameos, I have to Google how to pronounce names. I had Chrisius the other day. That was really hard. So um, let me read uh, Lorelita's message here. Um, My husband passed suddenly in March. And a few days after he passed, he visited in my dream, all covered in green light, saying, I've never felt this good before. I suppose reassuring he was fine chatting with an acquaintance she said green is a healing light and he is healing on the other side fast forward to july my niece went for a reading and the medium talked about a man who passed recently and that was very traumatic for the family which is true and it's not that he didn't want to give a message but he's very busy healing with his mum and dad and here's my question if we don't feel pain or illnesses on the other side why would he need to heal He suffered all sorts of health issues along his life, but I thought on the other side, he wouldn't have to go through a healing. I hope you can provide some sort of response. Okay, so this is fascinating to me and I completely agree with you so this often happens when you get people asking how often that how long they should wait before they have a reading and a lot of mediums say oh you know some say well you need to wait a year or you need to wait this long you need to do this now here's my take on it in the spirit world we go back to our divine selves we are perfect we are healed we are whole also in the spirit world we know there is no time we know that time is a human construct so therefore even if you did require healing, which I'm sure we do need to sort of deal with what we've been through and, and face up to all of our choices and everything like that, then it would be done instantly anyway, because there is no time. So what mediums don't like to say to people, and not everybody is as direct as me, I completely understand that, is it's not that they're not ready, it's you that's not ready. Um. So... Here's here's what I would say. If the medium was talking about a man who passed recently and he's very busy healing with his mum and dad, if he wasn't able to come through, his mum and dad could have come through and given evidence of his existence. So... There's something there that talks to me about actually, maybe that medium, and I'm not saying they definitely were, but maybe that medium might have been working psychically. If you're working psychically, you're not connecting to the spirit world, you're feeling the energy of your sitter. So she might have been able to feel that need of uh, your niece wanting to hear from your husband and acknowledged it that way but there wouldn't have been the presence of him stepping forward because that would be a different frequency of energy and that would be um i'm trying to think of the words here and maybe she wasn't ready to hear from him maybe he needs to come through to you first before there's so many different things we just don't know and you have to always trust in the will of the spirit world so I don't think there is I know you've asked your second question when should you have a reading and it really is when you feel ready I do believe that your husband and that dream you had was real I believe he was letting you know that he is okay um I think us humans love to label love to interpret maybe he's just showing himself in a green light maybe next time you see him it will be purple or aquamarine or yellow um don't search for the meaning in in that search for the meaning in the message and the message is that he's okay and um no i don't think that they need time to recover but i also know that the spirit world is way cleverer than us way more intelligent way more switched on and they know the best time to come through to somebody and sometimes sometimes when I'm doing demonstrations you get people who are desperate for a message and you bring in their neighbor or their teacher or their friend's mom and you can see them being like well yeah all of that's true but why have they come through and I think that sometimes we just need the process of having a spirit link first there isn't that one that's going to bring up all that pain and anguish just so we can process the fact that we've heard from that spirit before we start working with the ones that are really going to crack us open I mean it's just such a massively complex thing so yeah they're often well not often But sometimes the spirit world don't bring through who you want to hear from. But I don't ever believe that that is because the spirit is healing somewhere. I believe that's because the sitter is not quite in the right place to hear from that person, even if they think that they are. And that's the thing as a medium. You've got to be really brave to say that to someone. It'd be far easier just to say, um, oh, they're still healing. They're not quite ready to come through rather than say you're still healing you're not ready for them to come through and that sitter to say yes i am i booked this reading to hear from them i want to hear from them why aren't you bringing them through so you can understand why people say it um but that doesn't make it true so um Yeah, that's my take on it. I hope that helps. And like I said, please do message me. And all of you who are listening, I love your questions. I love them. So please send them in. Uh, It's podcast at hannamedium.co.uk. Podcast at hannamedium.co.uk. Please do get in touch because I'd love love to hear your thoughts. If you disagree with me, pop over an email. Let's have a conversation. Um, I'm open to all ways of being. As you will all know, I can get it wrong. I can only express what I feel and think in this moment at this time on this stage of my development. So we're all learning and growing together. Uh, The last thing that I need to ask you all to do please is I have very very excitingly and kind of unbelievably um, been shortlisted for best medium with the Soul and Spirit Awards 2021. I can't I can't believe it if you go google soul awards 2021 it will come up um you have to vote in all the categories which is a pain and i apologize for that but um i think i'm question four uh, and i would be so grateful if you could please take the time to vote for me because winning that would blow my mind i don't think that i will because there's some bloody amazing mediums in that short list. But hey, if you don't ask, you don't get. So please, I'd be so grateful if you could do that for me. Uh, voting closes on the 10th of October. So any time before then would be marvellous. And it's been good to be back. Hopefully it won't be so long this time. Now the kids are back at school and routine is coming back. Um, but thanks again for listening and I hope to catch up with you again soon.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.